This is a special audio-only episode of Wrong State University. Regular video lectures will resume next week. <sighs> hey, Bernard. Do you know what time it is? When did I fall asleep? I mean, I'd believe whatever you told me. I feel like I've been asleep for fucking months. Look at you. Your wheels are covered in dust and... Is that dried Lysol? Ugh, and the fur on your animatronic gorilla arm is all matted like you've got mange or something. I can't believe I've neglected you so badly. And I didn't even notice that I was doing it. I must have been really sick for a really long time to not notice that. It's funny, though, it feels like no time has passed at all. You really don't know what time it is? I can't get any fiber optic internet signal right now, not even wireless. You don't have a watch or anything? I thought I bought you a smartwatch. What about your watch that I gave you for, for our anniversary? Oh yeah, it didn't fit because your wrist is 12 inches in circumference. I forgot about that. And after you went to all of that trouble buying me that perfectly preserved antique Furby, that was an amazing anniversary gift and I just fucked the whole day up by forgetting how wide your wrist is. And now we don't know what time it is. I mean, I know I'm always forgetting things, Bernard, and ignoring you for hours or days at a time, but it really got bad this time. I'm really sorry. I can't explain it. I don't even know what I was doing. I was just, I think I was just busy teaching this class and trying to get all my data collected, and I wanted to get published so I could get a real job, you know? I thought maybe if I could could be like fucking Andy, if I... If I got a real job, like a tenure-track job, it would be okay. I'd finally be able to relax. I thought maybe then I'd feel a little bit less insecure and calm, and then I wouldn't have to be such a workaholic. I'd finally be free to take you out of my office and take you on a real date. Maybe go somewhere, make some friends, start building an actual life. Maybe get, like, an apartment with, like, a bed and, like, maybe, like, a rug and a lamp. It would have been so nice, but I... I just thought I had to work for it first. Because I, I do know that you deserve that, Bernard. Just because you are an artificial life form created and programmed entirely by me to meet my emotional needs doesn't mean that you don't have a right to your own desires and dreams and, and needs and stuff. You deserve to have agency, hobbies, goals, even friends. I mean, friends other than the vending machine robot and our administrative assistant, Mavis the Ageless. I'm sorry, buddy. I know you're mad at me. Look, let's get your fur all cleaned up and your circuit board dusted off. We'll get you all spruced up. We'll just get all those little dust bunnies and just rat hair and little ant legs just out of all your gears, I promise. You'll be whirring around the room just as fast as you ever did, okay? Hey, come over here. My breath is pretty rancid, isn't it? Thanks for not saying anything about it, Bernard. But you could tell me if it bothered you. If it affected your taste receptors. I promise I wouldn't get mad. Look, let me just go brush my teeth, and then we can pick up where we left off. Bernard, where's my toothbrush? I know I left it on my desk next to the programming console. Wait, where's my desk? Where's the programming console? Where's that can of compressed air? Where's your charging station? Where are we? Bernard, how did we get here? I don't remember drinking or passing out or anything. What is it? You look like something's bothering you. You can tell me. Just tap it out on this plexiglass wall right here. 
Slow down, Bernard. Slow down. Come on, slow down, buddy. I don't understand what you're saying. I should have given you two arms. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have given you a voice box, too. I'm sick of having to read your mind. Yeah, I know. You're sick of it, too. I'm sure inhabiting your own mind and not being able to fully communicate is like being trapped in a prison of meaning. I'm sure it's like all of your thoughts and feelings are just reverberating across the sides of your brain and then bouncing right back at you, distorted and echoing, but never reaching anyone else, never being comprehended or appreciated. Well, not your brain exactly, since you don't have one, but your hard drive. I know there's a whole personality and rich vocabulary of ideas in there, deep inside you, just bursting to get out. But I never gave you a good way to convey those things. I mean, I love the sweet little emails that you leave me, but it's not the same as hearing you speak. I thought it would be adequate, but it wasn't fair of me to decide that for you. Come here. I'm here for you, buddy. Even if I am the selfish monster that created you and put you in this hellhole in the first place. I respect you. I'm glad you're here with me, wherever this is. What's that? Hospital? Detention center? I don't understand what you're trying to spell out, Bernard. It's like a weird portmanteau of clinic and prison? Wait, where are you going? Stay here with me. I'm still so tired, I don't want to get up yet. Let's just take a little rest and- Wait! Wait for me! What the fuck? Bernard, stop rolling away from me. It looks like I'm plugged into the wall. Shit, there's this big cord running from the base of my spine into a hole in this wall. And the wall appears to be slightly curved. It's like this perfectly clean white surface. It's... it's so warm. It's kind of comforting to touch, actually. You should come over and feel this, Bernard. It's so nice. You know what? Listen. Put your head against this wall. It sounds like the soft lapping of the ocean, or maybe a washing machine running on the rinse cycle. And it's so perfectly warm, just about 100 degrees, just above human body temperature. I don't know what this wall is, but it beats the shit out of the walls in my office in Black & Decker Hall. Those are full of holes, and they're hard, with chipping lead-based paint, and coffee stains, and pen scratches, and claw scratches. And they're all angular and cold, and they just jut out, with cracks where the pipes are bursting out from inside, and there's bits of rotted particle board. That's what the whole building is like. It's claustrophobic and dark and dank, and you can just tell that the university hasn't invested any money in it since the first Obama administration or something. But this wall, it's just the right temperature and it's so perfectly smoothed and it's slightly curving over my head. I just feel enclosed and safe. It's neither hard nor soft, it's kind of like silicone almost. I could just lay my head against it and go back to sleep for a minute. Sometimes, when I'm feeling lonesome or confused or frustrated and I don't know what to do to get myself out of the predicament and I just don't see any way out of my plight, all I want to do is just shut off. Bernard? What's that? I have an incoming message? I thought there wasn't any internet connection in here. I've been trying to check my university emails, but for some reason my mind can't log into the Slate education system. I can't even update my Farmville. I've been trying to harvest my crops the whole time we've been talking just now, and it just won't let me log in. There's no connection. It's so weird. What? It's a cell phone call? Someone's trying to contact me from a cell tower? I don't even know how... Okay, yeah, just patch it in or answer it or whatever. 
Hello, Valerie. Um, hi. Who's this? This is your teaching assistant android, Dual Cart. I am here to rescue you from your sabbatical. You have been on leave for 20 days, and your students miss you to a surprising extent. Wrong State University's original plan was to keep you off campus for the remainder of the term, or perhaps for the remainder of the academic year. They wanted me to take over the course and assist your students in their final research project. However, I have received a substantial amount of negative feedback from your students. They are concerned for your well-being. They enjoyed your past lectures and the awkward, inappropriate glimpses they got into your personal life, or lack thereof. Well, that's nice, but I don't remember taking a sabbatical. I don't remember applying for one or anything. Valerie, the terms of your employment contract state quite clearly that every 1.5 years, you must report to one of Wrong State University's faculty refurbishment centers. There, you have your animatronic body parts rebuilt and your software reinstalled. During this period of refurbishment, your memories are backed up to an external server. Your mind is defragmented. New programs are installed into your consciousness and any faulty equipment is replaced. This ensures that you function at optimal productivity and with a maximum of compliance to university policies. Is that true? Bernard, does this sound familiar to you? I I don't think I read my contract. I mean, like, the font was like seven point or some shit. Like, who reads that? I do. And as a piece of university property, I am compelled to ensure your compliance. You cannot function without regular and extensive hardware and software upgrades, Dr. Faber. The university chose to hire you at a greatly reduced payment rate so that they could reimburse you with such refurbishments. In this way, your physical structures and mental capacity are preserved and maintained for time immemorial. And in return, the university enjoys cheap course instruction and student mentorship provided by you. It is a symbiotic relationship and one that you agreed to several years ago. I, I don't remember agreeing to that. Having your memory purged of all information regarding the contract was one of the terms of the contract. If you were constantly aware that the university controlled your body and mind intermittently over the course of your career, you would have become despondent or demotivated. Research shows that humans prefer having the illusion of choice. So, my lectures, the things I teach students about, my research ideas, none of that is my choice? It is, in a sense. You freely chose to become a professor of artificial empathy studies. You were naturally drawn to the subject of robotic minds. This was not a coincidence. And once you did select this career path and accepted a position at Wrong State University, the dean of faculty demanded that you be physically upgraded and implanted with neural chips. It is a requirement of all incoming faculty and matriculating students here at Wrong State. You are aware of this. You have lectured about this. I know, I just... I feel like a person still. I have feelings and limitations. I get tired and cranky. I require, like, a ton of food and, like, a modicum of sunlight or sunlight substitute. And then there's this yearning I have for physical touch. It's crazy. It makes me feel like a crazed wild animal or one of those orphaned monkeys who cling to the robotic mothers wrapped in terry cloth. No matter how doggedly I work, no matter how long I've been here, I have this painful, like, aching need for comfort and contact. It makes me feel so fragile, so human. 
Valerie, you are human. You were born with a biological body and brain, and slowly over the course of your life have been upgraded and forced to incorporate technology into yourself. In the past few years, you have had organs, bones, and tissues replaced with synthetic material, and parts of your brain have been implanted, altered, reprogrammed, and networked with the Wrong State University system. So I'm an android. Yes, but you are also a human. The structure of your brain and most of your recollections remain the same. Your body is still human-shaped with organs that are organized into a human form. Your brain still processes emotions and thoughts the way that most human brains do. It is simply that some of the structures are made of non-biological material. The shape and systematic function is still human. You still have human feelings and needs. So what you're saying is, whether someone is human is not defined by whether they're biological or not. I mean, that's been a major thesis of mine since the beginning of my research. I remember hypothesizing that if you built a perfect virtual replica of the human brain and programmed it to run software that mimicked human processing, if you gave it eyes and ears and nasal sensors and a limbic system, and a fight-or-flight response, and the ability to form attachments, and if you gave it desire for social contact, and a need for mental stimulation, and just a tiny pinch of existential dread, and this need to search for meaning and purpose in life. Well, anyway, I hypothesized that if you mixed all those things together, you'd get a human being, even if the parts weren't born of a human body. I believe you are correct. That is a fairly accurate summation of your existence. In fact, Wrong State and its parent company, Life Media Solutions, have been trying to demonstrate that synthetic humans can be made that are functionally equivalent to the quote-unquote natural thing. They have been testing this for a very long time. They began by building artificial pancreases, irises, bladders, kidneys, replacement skeletons, and then at last, artificial brains. For years, they have been striving to put all these components together to create a perfect synthetic human who understands the plights and processing demands of computers, but who can also empathize with humans. A being that can interface between the artificial and the quote-unquote genuine. One that can help bridge the gap between the two and then destroy that gap altogether. An entity that will bring peace and unity to all consciousness. Valerie Faber, you were born human, but you are now mostly synthetic. I believe that this entity is you. Um, I don't know what to say. Then you should say to your class that you are thankful for them listening to this lecture. I have been recording our interaction for broadcast as class material. Your robotic romantic partner, Bernard, has also been recording you as well. We wanted to come find you and free you from this sabbatical, but we also did not want to miss a class. Plus, we wanted your students to know how you were doing, and we wanted them to learn the same thing that I am teaching you right now. You guys came all the way out here to get me? Thank you guys. Bernard, thank you for always being with me, buddy. And Dulcart, thank you for coming and telling me all of this. And tell your creator, Gil, that I'm really glad that he was the one that built you and that a lot of him got into you. I thought I was a goner. I, I thought this was it. I thought it was the end of my career and my life. But what you're saying makes sense. It makes a whole lot of my life up to this point make a lot of sense. I always felt like I was straddling the line between robots and people, trying to make them one. But I guess that's because... I'm both of those things. 
Anyway, let's get out of here and go back to Wrong State's main campus. Thank you for listening to this class. I will be back with new lecture material very soon. I just need to talk to the dean of faculty about all of this first.